0: Hello, thank you so much for downloading our episode. This is John Gora. I hope you listen and you get inspired. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get our episodes each and every week as they drop. Be the first listener and get inspired. Finally, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's really good and great to see you, Clarissa. Uh, over there, and uh, it's my pleasure that you made it. I know how it it's tough to get some signal back <laughs> in Kenya. <laughs> yeah, sure,
1: sure, I really tried my best.
0: So how are you doing, Clarissa? How are you today?
1: Um, I'm doing fine, unless you start pronouncing my name well
0: so all right i really I'm, I'm, I'm really used to tina and i i hope if i use tina you will not feel offended because that's the one that uh, i would be comfortable with pronouncing right it's okay to
1: it's okay to
0: learn i'm clarice tina clarice tina so it's not Clarissa. all right that's great so um <laughs> it's great to see you and thank you so much for accepting this call and accepting this invitation to talk to the youth Clarice and um, just with a way of introduction may I just give you this forum to introduce yourself in the best way possible because we are told that when you give an introduction yourself it sounds more powerful and more uh, clear than when somebody introduces you right yeah sure yes
1: (laughs) thank you um so my my name is Clarice Tina Award. I am twenty five years old and um I am HIV positive. Okay, I'm not HIV positive. I am Claristina. HIV lives in me. But it doesn't define who I am. Yeah, so I'm a young person living in Kenya and um also the CEO for Wika I'm the founder for UNAM Care for Adolescents. Yeah, this is a group that um, I started to support the adolescents who are HIV positive as well.
0: That's great, Tina, and uh, I really appreciate you. You know, last time that we were in such a conversation, we never had time to, you know, uh, talk much and also educate uh, the youths and the world at large in the view of the society. You know, we are living today in a society where people are viewed with what they can provide, not what they are. So what generally this show does is to try and tell people that we need to accept ourselves as we are, not because of the possession we have. And you know, um, yeah. being a woman or being a lady, I would call you a young woman who has uh, a tremendous story to tell, you know, I've gone through uh, the story you shared Um, about yourself i have gone through the works that you're doing and they're so marvelous things so in the shortest description i would like to know what was life like uh clarice growing up as a child as a student and uh until when you discovered yourself oh yeah so um
1: i I grew up in a family of two Uh, and the last and uh, I'm the one with, um, was born positive. So uh, I was born positive in 1993. My parents died in 2002, in 2003. So uh, since they died, I, I never knew my status at all. I never knew anything to do with HIV. I was in class two. So when I got to class five in 2005, uh, an uncle of mine took me to the hospital, and I I was started on ARVs medication. So, initially, it was it wasn't a big deal to me. Like it was something very simple. Like uh, I was told I was sick. They start, they they tried to you know tell me in the simplest words possible that I could understand that I have HIV. in Me, I have to take my drugs every day so that they're suppressed and stuff. At that point, it was nothing to me. I was like, okay, give me the drugs, I will take. So reality started downing when now I was growing up into my adolescent stage um, I, now the community is, is wants to tell me the reality of what i mean what HIV is when you play with your mates, when you go visiting somewhere, you hear what people talk about you know the mother died of HIV things like that yes so what the community was saying about HIV is what started made me start feeling like, you know, so it's, a ba- it's this bad. But initially I was very innocent. I was thinking, hey, fine, I'm sick, I'm supposed to take my drugs. But according to the community, it was not that simple. So I went through school in 2007 after the post-election violence. I was, um, I was withdrawn from the school I was going to. So I had to go back to my grandmother's place and stay with my grandmother for the rest of, of my life. So I started putting up with my grandmother for some time. My grandmother didn't understand like uh, ARVs have to be taken every day, although she understood it from the perspective of the community. Like a- a- HIV is something very bad. You know, those days when when HIV was a skeleton, scarecrow, hatari, things like that, when they would put um, a lot of billboards showing how, how bad having HIV would be. So staying with my grandmother... Um, I can remember very well she loved me so much. She used to provide for us as much as sometimes we'd go without food or sometimes we, we would go, like, a whole day without having anything. But she would always tell me, just take your drugs, although she didn't understand that they're supposed to be taken on time on something, the details in it. But only she knew that I'm supposed to take uh, my air read. So um, I, when I completed primary school, I went to high school. And high school comes with several challenges as well. As someone who has to take your drugs every day, I had to receive at least a, tr- a stroke of cane every day for, for coming late to class because I have to take my drugs at maybe at 7 a.m. in the morning, 7 p.m. in the evening. And at that time, the school routine will not run with, with my, the time when I take my drugs. So, And then it was again another issue for me to explain to these teachers that I'm taking my ARVs and now I'm supposed to take my ARVs and stuff. So at some point i opened up to the principal who was so supportive and my school matron was also supportive as well because i had to tell them because when my days for clinic come i have to go to the clinic and take bring my arvs so at some point i stopped taking my medication for around three months when i was in high school that's because um i was facing a lot of stigma and um anger I was i think i was still going through that process of healing and um i could not forgive my parents when i realized that they made me have hiv according to me that time i was like why did they make me have hiv why me so at some point i i think i just switched off i tried committing suicide in school and um when it failed now i i started saying that now i will not take my areas i will go to the hospital but i will come back and just stuff my areas and not take them at all yeah so when i when i finished uh I, I completed high school and now i was to join college now another each each and every step comes with different challenges when now i was to join college you know this is the this is the um the step where you want to you want to identify with yourself, you're a li- real lady now, you're supposed to be seen by men like any other ladies. And finally did not show that I had HIV, but uh, there was that guilt that comes with dating at that time. But uh, in 2016, my the fact that I was not taking my ARVs and I went for drug holiday started showing up. Uh, I started having opportunistic infections and now uh, it, it came to a point where now my doctor said I had to be changed to second line regimen second line line regimen of ARVs which was as stronger than the first line regimen because I had failed treatment at all while taking my ARVs they are not working and my viral, viral load was at 75,600 so I felt a bit uh, slow in this because I felt that now if I change my regimen this is the end of me, I'm going to die." So um, when I was finally changed to this regimen, I tried taking it well every day without missing. And uh, in 2018, from 75,600 viral load, I came to zero viral load, and that was very good because I was responding well to my second-line treatment. But when I was changed to second line, I had to change my attitude as well. Because with AirVis, if you don't change your attitude, you're going to fail second line again. And you're going to fail third line. And you're going to fail the savage. And you're going to die. AirVis doesn't uh, lie. For me, AirVis doesn't lie. If you take them well, they will work well. If you don't take them well, it will show. So, um, finally, when I, 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 I decided that now I want to deal with the rumors, the rumors that Um, you know she's HIV positive. I saw her in this place and that. You know how rumors can go around colleagues sometimes. Yeah, so I just wanted to clear the air, and uh, again, uh, that is the reason why I came out public. And also, I just wanted to make people know that if you're HIV positive, doesn't mean that you're promiscuous. Uh, everyone thinks that if you're HIV positive, you're sleeping around. You're someone who. Um, you're not a good person you know, so I just wanted to clear the air on that and also I wanted to talk on behalf of someone who is going through the same thing that I'm going through and uh, I wanted to talk on behalf of that village child that child growing up in the village who has nothing to eat lives with the grandmother oh, no and a- any reminder system just to remind them that it is time to take your air rinse. i want to be to be here for them and tell them that you know what i went through the same process i grew up in a village very remote area and i still made it okay fine i haven't made it yet but i'm, I'm at a place in my life where i think i have made it because when i look back to where i have come from it is um for me i think i have made it i have made it so well so i'm i'm standing out for that adolescent. so then um that is what made me to start an organization one day i i I just sat down and and thought what how best can i give back to the society how best can i stand for that child who is going through i'm employed by by a program called faces so I work at a place called Nyahera in Kisumu, Kisumu East. It's Nyahera Sub-County Hospital. So I'm, I'm in a position, I'm placed in a position where I see the adolescent from 10 to 10 to 25 years. Um, they come to the hospital every day to refill their ARVs. I talk to them, I give them psychological counseling. So at some point, I, I used to get... A similar story as mine. When they talk to me, I feel like this is me, actually. This is me when I was young. They tell me how my grandmother has no watch. Like, you tell them, when, when you're cancelling them and you're telling them, you have to take your AirVs on time, you know? If you don't take your ARVs on time, they will not work. So most counsellors do that. But what I'm asking myself is that after telling this child that you have to take your AirVs on time, where is this child going to get that watch? I mean, these are kids who is the grandmother going to buy a watch or is the grandmother going to buy some kales to survive with through the night you see i think in my time my grandmother could not even afford a watch for me the only watch that was in our house and the last batteries that my mom put in that watch went off and no one replaced it so i saw myself in this adolescent so i started buying wristwatches for them when they come to the clinic i ensure at least i have a wristwatch or two Find my salary was not enough to do that and also pay my bills at the same time so i decided um to ask some friends who who saw what i was doing actually i was posting on facebook for well wishers to donate to me so that at least i can buy more wristwatches for more kids so um i got well wishers who eventually we we registered as a community-based organization where we give wristwatches to these adolescents and um not only wristwatches to adolescents who are HIV positive but also we give health talks to adolescents who are not HIV positive through school visits because these are the adolescents who who may be potentially come positive, and that is what we don't want, new new infections. So basically that's what I do right now and uh, that is where we came up with Winam Care for Adolescents. Adolescents' uh, interests are really in my heart. I really want to take care of them because I have walked in that shoes. I mean, Gora, it's not like I, I, I watched this somewhere or I read it in a book. It's something that happened to me. It happened to me, and it is happening to someone out there. Definitely. And this is the little change. This is the little change that I can... It, it's the little change that I can do. That is the little I can do to give back to the society. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: um, um, absolutely. And, uh, you know... Uh... This is what we are talking about. Uh, we are talking about um, being an influence and uh, giving an impact to the society. You know, a lot of people talk about giving back to the society. And uh, if you allow me to bring this in, I've, I've had a lot of uh, politics and uh, a lot of uh, chaos, I could call it, on social media about one of um, the aspirants who's going to, you know, a vie for Kibera, um, a, m- a member of uh, parliament, the by-election that is coming in next month. And I had him as well talking about giving back to the society. And I asked myself that if at all we have to be given positions with a need to give back to the society, then we will die. The society will have to die because if all of us, we cannot be given positions. So if it is position that is giving us the power to give back to the society, we are doomed, right? So um, there's one thing that I need to know, Tina. I've, I've heard about your life in, uh, when you grew up as a child, as a student, until when you discovered yourself and you accepted. My question, and it's a very, very important question, what made you to come out in public and did you go through counselling? Did you watch somebody? Were you influenced by a specific person that you can name? What was the influence? What was the impact that you know, struck your heart or struck your mind to let you decide that now I'm coming out and this is what I'm, I want to do to the society?
1: Thank you. So um, the reason why I came out is because I wanted to be free. Yeah, I, I really wanted to be free. I was just tired of this life of, 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 you know, Kujificha, like, hiding, hiding everywhere, like, I'm, I'm going out, self-denial,
0: self-denial, like,
1: self-denial, so, and then again, I wanted to speak for, I wanted to be out here for someone who is going through the same thing that I'm going through, so, like, um, the first time I came out, it was not very easy for me. First, I wanted to to come out through social media because most of my friends are on social media, and most of my friends who bring me down, most of my friends who gossip about me are in social media so um the first day I wanted to come I wanted to come out as early as 2016, but I didn't. I tried coming out then i i I, I, I like take one step coming out two step behind two steps in front two steps behind so the the first time i wanted to come out i was not doing very well with treatment i was already failing treatment, and i thought this is not the, the right time for me to come out because what am i going to tell people what am i going to educate people about am i am i going to tell people to take their drugs well when i'm not taking my drugs well am i going to tell people to suppress when i am i'm not suppressed myself so this is something I have battled with for almost 3 years coming out. And um I there's a time I even wrote a, a whole passage on Facebook and deleted. I did that almost 3 times. I wrote deleted wrote because I was not very sure about this. And honestly I had to go through counseling and uh, some of my friends I had uh, I have a friend he she's a lecturer she used to be my teacher. She's called ryle nyanjom ryle is a very good friend of mine and i used to tell her that you know what i want to come out then she's like are you okay with it do you think it's the right time are you okay if you're okay with it then that's good because you're gonna be free so i again i go and sit and say no no, i don't think i'm ready you see so in 2018 that's when i was ready in fully ready because i was very happy with my results with all the counseling i went through and now I was suppressed, and now I'm able to come out and stand tall and speak about, you know what, if you take your Aries well, you're going to suppress. So that was a very good time for me to come out, and it was so inspiring for me to come out and talk to someone who's also HIV positive and is going through almost the same thing that I went through. Yeah, so it's a good example for me to tell people right now to check their drugs well and they're going to suppress. Yeah,
0: Yeah. It's it, it's always important, you know, to to tell people, to show people what is to be done, not to tell them. So by doing it by yourself, it, 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 it's a, a great quality of, of leadership because leaders are to show, but not to tell or to instruct or to command. A good leader is the one who does what he wants to be done. So uh, that's a great one, uh, Cla- uh, Clarice. And I just want to know something. Do you collaborate and uh, who, who, uh, with who? in this your uh, uh, project?
1: Okay answering the question with who first, mm. um I, I collaborate with someone who's, whose interest is in the is in what I do first of all and it doesn't matter your status whether negative or positive because most of my staff, most of the people I work with are HIV negative and this topic HIV positive is so dear to them and they want to be, uh, to be there to support people who are HIV positive. So for me, anyone who wants to co- collaborate with me and um, you, you, are, you are okay with this topic, HIV, and you are okay with this group, adolescents, which is the high group that are being infected with HIV right now. So anyone who wants to be in this field with me is highly welcome. I have no boundaries
0: that's a great one yeah
1: so basically mm-hmm. I, have, I have collaborated before uh, with uh, a few um people or not people really but um cbo's i have collaborated with jupachi there's a cbo called jupachi and uh, Nyahera as well where i where I, I i work so more there's more room for collaboration still
0: that's good. And um, I asked you this question because, you know, uh, in whatever you do, and I want uh, uh, those who are watching to understand this, that no one succeeds alone. You can never succeed alone. You know, uh, yeah. what, has, what has let us down, mostly in Africa, and uh, if I will talk about Kenya, is uh, what we call in Kijaluo Ichilet. You know, somebody is just is just jealous so much jealous that when you have a project the only thing that they can do is to come in and bring it down then they sit back and they start watching and they will tell you so where did he go where did he reach with the project that he wanted to do but in most cases where there is collaboration and there is you know unity you know you can be running uh, same projects uh, in different places but you collaborate to work together you collaborate by sharing tools you collaborate by you know benchmarking and this is how people do things to bring about change in the world bring about change within a society or within a family families that don't co- collaborate go nowhere and that also translates to societies. It translates to a nation. You can re- uh, remember very well that in the beginning of uh, the year 2018, there was a really a tussle a and a battle in Kenya between the political, you know, uh, sides. But when they collaborated, things started working out in the right way. So. Um, I would invite even those who are viewing uh, or those who are watching us right now that uh, WCAFA is ready to collaborate and there are are a lot of organizations, CBOs and also um, some uh, non-governmental organizations around not only in Kenya but even outside uh, the world there who are ready to support. So I would just like to ask you a simple question. If today I would ask you, Clarice, how can I help you? what would be your answer Ah. what would be my
1: answer finances (laughs) finances will be my answer
0: yeah because you know i heard about you talking about the risk watches and these are risk watches that uh, uh i think you are not just going to the shop and collecting right you need to pay some amount of money so i would invite the public i would invite those who need to collaborate that this is a cbo that needs that uh, empowerment and i would also invite you to know and realize that in as much as you collaborate with people there are always ways that uh, in which you can empower yourself within the cbo itself to see on how you can generate the financial uh, support and, and and such kind of things so over dependency also makes us go down because when we start to depend that we have to wait to be financed we have to wait for people to come in we 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 might end up doing nothing but it has to be there people must come in people must collaborate and uh, I would uh, want to know um, you've you've told us all the collaborations and the teams you are collaborating with. I would just like to know the challenges that you are having all along as a leader now, because we need to speak about leadership. You are a woman in leadership. You have a lot of challenges. Women today are fighting in the parliament for space. And I always tell people that it is not about space. It is about what you can do. It's about what you can what, what, what you can account for so instead of fighting to be given you know uh, or, to, or, or, or for uh, to be given opportunities just like that we've got to fight to be at the right place for these opportunities to get us so what are the challenges that you are getting and the ex- experience that you've gotten as a leader clarice
1: um first of all the wekafa is how is is around six months old it's a, it's still a, a baby within the big cbo's that are already grown the cbo's that already have have donors so i'm really struggling to get in between and to fit in like when people sit somewhere and people are, are presenting their their organizations as small as I am, I also have to be there and try to fit in. But every, everyone else will be like, okay, we, w- what is Wikafa? What have you done? Where, where are you? Because people expect that when you're a CBO, you've done big things and you're, you're somewhere. But still, people don't understand that there are baby steps and people don't understand that there's growth as well. So another thing that I would say I'm going through right now is um, people have this notion that now you're a CEO, you have a lot of money. People don't don't realise that sometimes you have to work to, to work because you don't have you don't have even a dollar for your fare or something. You see? So people really have this notion that I'm rich, I have a lot of money. there, there are things I'm not supposed to be doing. So it really limits you it really limits you sometimes to even do things that you even odd jobs that I I used to do before. So, like, um, the force that pushes you to the top, the leadership force, um, I'm so, um, I have to be in the, at the right place at the right time. There are things that I have to do away with, being a leader now. Um, I have to be the inspiration. Uh, and then another thing that I would say that, um, you know, if you don't have anything to give, I mean, if you don't have anything yourself, you will not have anything to give. You have to keep your cup full and overflowing that's when you'll have something to give to even give other people so i would say that i'm really struggling to work on myself first even before i try helping other people and that is a big deal for me. It is a, a really big struggle.
0: It's. Yeah. I can understand your situation, uh, Clarice, because you know, uh, starting with uh, the the the, the least possible financial base, and you know uh, where you are right now, it's it's yeah. it's definitely difficult. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. And most of uh, a lot of people have started and stopped doing it so as i said uh earlier on collaboration will help collaboration will assist and nothing,
1: nothing. yes i'm so sorry i cut yes um i think that, that right now I've, I've, i have have few friends a few a few friends than before because most people are like um <laughs> i don't i, I don't I, I got a lot of <laughs> i got a lot of a lot of critics before People are telling me, not really people, but if my close friends were telling me, are you really sure you're going to do this? Uh, and that is the most thing I hate, someone who tells me you're not going to do it. So I had a lot of you're not going to do it, you're not going, going anywhere with this. Where What do you think you're doing? You see, the discouraging words that people tell me uh, is a really big challenge even right now. Knowing the right person to talk to knowing the right person to tell you something to go to for an advice is a big issue you don't know who is who is uh, your true friend you don't know who is the true person you might end up um, trapped in someone with someone who is really not their real friend
0: definitely and and and, and you have to understand one thing Clarice that When you have something great to do to the society, the first people who will doubt you are your friends and even close families. I can tell you, those people who will support you are not even the close friends, are not even the family. You will be supported by some other people who will come from nowhere. But again, funny enough, when things will start coming, when you'll now become uh, the, the real CEO that they want you to be, you will see them more than those who will be with you at the time that you are trying to struggle with things. So this is world, and that is how things are. And that's why, for me, I started my page, a motivator page, because it's a page I'm using to, you know, help people to understand that whatever you think, whatever you wake up from your bed and you dream like you want to achieve, you can achieve it. First of all, you've got to identify with yourself the real friends. You've got to know who is a real friend. You know, we have some friends across the world who will wake up in the morning and what they can send you are jokes. What they can send you are links that will lead you nowhere, you know. But there's those friends who will send you some links, links that at least will, uh, you know, open up uh, an opportunity, a link that will uh, inspire you in the morning, a link that can send you to somebody who can mentor you. These are the friends to keep but they are few and we have to accept the fact that they are there because they're part of the society and the society can never be complete with those who doesn't think good for us. So those are challenges that you will still have to face Clarice and you've got to remain strong. You've got to be there. There are so many people outside there who wants to support great things that you are doing, like what we we are talking about now, Clarice. So, I would just like to know uh, what is the last word that you have for a young woman outside there, a young man outside there, and someone who just woke up yesterday and he's thinking like he's a great poet, but he doesn't know how to start penning down uh, on a paper. Clarice? Um,
1: Start small, don't wait. Just start, just start, just start. Um, I would like to use a phrase that my aunt used uh, when I was losing hope. She used to tell me, monya monya. Monya monya is a Lua word that means just swallow. Sometimes you go hungry at home. Sometimes when I was staying with my grandmother, I go hungry. I'm so tired. I can't take my Aries anymore. I'm losing hope. But she says monya monya, just swallow, you see. Just so you're not gonna die, just swallow. Mm-hmm. So, I would tell that person just start, start small. Don't wait for a hundred thousand dollars, don't wait for how much money. Start, just start. Start in your living room, start in your small room, in your bed sitter. Start, just start. Yeah.
0: That's a very powerful uh, statement ending our conversation today, Clarice. And I really appreciate you. So I would just like you to uh, help us uh, know how we can reach you, Clarice. How will someone reach you when he needs maybe to collaborate with you?
1: Um, We we have our office line that haven't... Okay, we are a briefcase organization. We don't have an office yet, but Mm -hmm. we have a line... Mm -hmm. that i will definitely share okay but um if it's safe for me to share my personal line though but it's okay my line is zero
0: seven zero eight twenty okay nine four nine eight that's great that's great
1: for anyone who would like to donate to us if you allow me
0: okay go ahead
1: anyone who want to donate. Us, we have um, a, a pay bill number that is two four seven two four seven then account number is nine zero zero nine zero nine so you want to donate anything just donate a watch goes for a hundred shillings kenyan shillings this is how they look like they actually have um alarm and uh, they are said to have alarm to remind them about their arv's time so you can as well donate a wristwatch or you can donate um, any amount of money that you have will help.
0: I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm missing Clarice. Okay, you're back. I can see you now. I wasn't even seeing your, your, your picture. I was just listening to your voice. Really? Yeah. So oh, yeah. could you just show us the wristwatch once again so that we can see it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the wristwatch that is used for helping the adolescent kids in timing their uh, ARV intake hours. And I guess I was hoping that you'll have that T-shirt. I saw a T-shirt that was going for something around a thousand Kenya shillings, right? These are the things that you can...
1: (laughs) We have one here. This is actually for someone called Kenneth. Okay. If Kenneth is watching, Kenneth Mboga this is uh, our logo okay. over there. Mm-hmm. Then we have um, the writings. I supported an adolescent ARV's time with a wristwatch. This is a gray one. We have several co- colors, blue, white as well.
0: This is a uh, very, yeah. this is very great, uh, Clarice, and that's what I told you. Sometimes you have to dig deep in within you to maybe twenty thousand US dollars, or maybe one thousand US dollars. But you know, if you have something that you can give, you know, I'm selling this. Even if today you will say that that shirt is going for a million shillings, or a million Kenya shillings, it's okay. It's it it might worth it because there is something that you're giving out, you know. Because people want to touch something before they get another thing. So if you are somewhere watching and you would want to collaborate with Clarice, there are so many people outside there who can cl- uh, collaborate Clarice and do so many things. I see a great friend of mine watching, olwayemi Odubote, who is uh, one of those guys who are pushing for women empowerment, is uh, from Nigeria and uh, the CEO of Emeridge who's also doing a great job just like you're doing but um, they have expanded they have a lot of things that they are doing so that is the one guy that i would like you to collaborate with he will give you a very great uh, atmosphere and he knows just tap him olwayemi odubote i think you can see the the name is written there you can look for him he will you can collaborate and do great things together otherwise clarice i really appreciate your time and i hope that this is not the last time that you're going to do this you'll accept our invite once again and uh so that at least we can educate the world and help those people who are still living in denial to accept themselves you know it's it really sounds good that you accepted yourself and you're looking healthy i really love the way you look because it, it, it really sounds something, you know, a motivation outside there that we can leave. Why should I be stressed when, you know, there's nothing, yeah. you know, challenging me uh, health-wise or physically or, you know, I'm complete. Why should we cry? Why should we look for the government? Why should we look for those who are in positions? We can do it together yeah. and we can do it just from what uh, with whatever we have thank you for the shout out Oloyemi is telling me that and he's uh listening to and watching our conversation so um your last thing that you would like to say clarice before i let you go because it's getting late
1: yeah yeah um and i, I would want to i'm taking my airways in the next five minutes so maybe i okay. gotta go But before I go, um, I would like to tell my friends that I'm not sad, I'm not sick, um, I'm not challenged. And this is just a condition that lives in me. I'm just the host of this um, HIV, but I'm not sick. And I don't need pity as well. So (laughs) let's just um, love each other and, um, yeah, hooray.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's that, that, that was a great conversation, Tina, and I can assure you it was a great one because when I look at uh, the comments and those who are watching, they are really appreciating what you've shared with us, and I know somebody somewhere has been empowered, somebody somewhere has been inspired by what you've said, and it has really motivated even me to think big and, you know, don't just cry every time, but to accept that, We've got all it takes to make things work out. So it was nice hosting you, Tina. Uh, Have your uh, time and take your drugs. I can see you're ready for it and your time and your clock (laughs) is uh, also. uh, So have a nice day and uh, let's talk again. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for choosing One Talk Podcast and listening to today's message. I hope you subscribe not to miss any episode that comes each and every week. We'll drop it right here to inspire not only you, but the world over. One Talk, the world unites.